All right, and we're up. Welcome back to room 309. I am your host, Miles Broads, and I will be the only one talking for this session. Um, just a quick little update. I was planning on having the other guys, you know, get get with me so we could talk about this, but uh, the others didn't really have much to say, and it was supposed to be a duo take. It was going to be me and Lawrence. But then, you know, after we did our research and planning and all that, we just came to the conclusion that this is a one-man job. Because, <laughs> yeah, Yasuke, his story is very, very brief in history. It's like, you know, he just pops up and does something and just, you know, drops the mic and <laughs> goes back somewhere, whatever he was doing. But, yeah, our topic today is the legend of the African samurai named Yasuke. Alright. Yasuke was an enslaved African under the Italian Jesuit missionary Alessandro Valentino. Um, there is no concrete evidence of his place of origin. Some believe that he's from Mozambique. Others say South Sudan. But generally, he's from somewhere, you know, in Central or East Africa. You know, that's the gist of it. He had many adventures. Well, I wouldn't really say adventures, but, you know, um, his journey um, took him to places like India. He served as a slave bodyguard to the Jesuits. And that's pretty much all there is to say in the general sense um, of his overview. He is believed to have been born. Actually, this probably isn't really correct. As like I said, not much is really known about him. He's kind of a blur in history. He does make his epic appearance in Japanese history, but not much is really known about him. Um, so, um, from the sources I've got, he is believed to have been born in 1555. And when he first arrived in Japan, it was in 1579. So... In the land of the Japanese during 1579, so if you do the math, it's 1555, subtract that from 1579, so he was maybe about like 24 at the time, so, you know, a young adult. Uh, he was described to be 6 foot 2 inches, and uh, yeah, like, he really caused a commotion when he first appeared um, in Japan. There were stories about how, you know, the people would just cause the, cause the whole, you know, frenzy just to see this one guy that, you know, looked so different from them all. Uh, people were hurting each other, climbing on walls, just, you know, the description of how things, you know, took place was just amusing. Um, the first hearing of Sasuke was in a writing by a Portuguese missionary. Um, his name was Luis Froes. And he wrote um, about him in 1581 and 1582. Now, this frenzy, you know, caused so much of a commotion that it attracted the legendary Daimo, um, which is a feudal warlord because at this time. But his name was Oda Nobunaga. And some of you probably might know him if you've done some, you know, Japanese history or something like that. But he is regarded as the great unifier of Japan during, you know, the feudal era because you know during that time there was a whole lot going on between how power should be handled 
some people you know wanted more power than others some people wanted to create some kind of I don't know, uh, I guess you could say an alliance. So, you know, people were really button heads. When Oda Nobunaga met Yasuke, he described him to have the strength of 10 men. And a funny little, you know, bit of it, uh, when he first met um, Yasuke, he thought that his skin complexion or his skin color was, you know, a lie that maybe he had fallen into some tar and it just stuck to him or maybe you know he just got dirty or somehow so he ordered him to be stripped down naked and have him washed you know the first time he got washed he noticed no change and then he ordered him to be washed again until he finally realized that oh crap <laughs> that's just how he is he's really built like that his skin complexion is just naturally dark so it really amazed him you know at the sheer fact that there were other people in the world that he was unaware of that looked very different from his own people. Oda Nobunaga would have Yasuke serve as his retainer, which is a very prestigious, well not very prestigious, but it's a prestige um, a role for one to have, especially for Oda Nobunaga. So, uh, he taught Yasuke Japanese so and it was said that you know him and yasuke would have conversations they he pretty much just genuinely enjoyed his time with yasuke he found like a little not a little he found a friend that he could have by his side you know a friend of different background and origin later on yasuke would um become a samurai he was given the ranks of uh, a samurai he fought by Nobunaga's side. And as I said before, not much is really known about Yasuke because his, his, his appearance in history is very brief. It's like about a year and a half or so. It's that small. So not really, not much accounts are known or written down about, you know, what exactly he did, you know. But we just know that he was there. So, as I said before, um, Japan was still in the feudal era. And, you know, there was a whole lot of issues with the distribution of power. Um, one of Nobunaga's um, men, Akechi Mitsu, Mitsu, my bad, Mitsushide, uh, he, attempted to, he attempted a coup. In 1582, he saw that things weren't going right for Japan and that Nobunaga was becoming very, I guess, weak-minded by the fact that, you know, a foreigner came and he's all amazed. So he wanted some kind of change. Uh, Nobunaga and Yasuke, they fought side by side. Uh, Obunaga would eventually be become captured and he was forced to commit seppuku, which is a honorary suicide uh, that the Japanese came up with uh, Yasuke wasn't captured but he returned with Nobunaga's head to his son his son would become the successor his name was Oda Nobutada uh, him and Yasuke went back to you know avenge his father and to you know set things straight but unfortunately Nobutada would meet the same fate as his father, and, you know, him too, he also committed seppuku. 
Uh, Yasuke, on the other hand, he actually, I don't know how or why, but he survived twice. He was there to witness it, but I'm guessing because of the fact that, you know, he's, he was like, you know, he had the role of a servant, so he wasn't, you know, seen as a threat of some sorts. But, um, well, eventually, Okikechi did, you know, did capture Yasuke, probably at the time he was with, you know, Nobutada after he had died. He captured Yasuke, returned him to the Jesuits, and nothing is known <laughs> about Yasuke after that. So, you know, this is a very, very short um, discussion. Well, I guess, you know, I really did want this to be a full discussion, but we couldn't really find a way to expand on this, you know. I mean, yeah, we could talk about, you know, our opinions of how cool of an African samurai is, which is, you know, really is when I first came across this, um, this story, I believe it was my, like, my first, yeah, it was my first quarter here in GMC, when I heard about him, I was like, oh, crap, you know, you know, is this true or something, then I kept looking into it, looking deeper and deeper, I was like, oh, man, no, this is actually true, and there really was an African samurai, but, you know, the only thing that, you know, made it so in displeasing is the fact that it's a very brief history it's not much of a legacy that he left he didn't really make that much of an impact he was just there to you know be there but still his legend does you know surprise the world especially with the anime you know that's a topic i want to dig in i did watch the anime it was a netflix anime for the most part, it was alright. I liked the first two episodes. I liked, you know, the build-up of Yasuke's story. And, you know, <laughs> I think I've said and you know about a million times and the fact that Yasuke's story is so limited. So, you know, they decided to add a fantasy-esque theme into the story of Yasuke. So, they went from, you know... It being historical to giant robots. Um, but the cool thing I did like about the anime is that they added some, you know, cool African um, spirituality into it. Like, you know, the, the Benin. There was this one. Um, well, in my culture, we would call them uh, Babalawo. But, you know, they were pretty much the equivalent of a wizard, you know, in European terms. So, you know, they had some kind of african wizard doing some you know spiritual stuff uh <laughs> that, that that was pretty cool you know it really really brought you know other forms of uh culture into the storyline so yeah it rubbed me off a little that they had to go through that direction but you know you can't really blame them with a story very limited to you know the story that yasuke is Alright, so I hope you all enjoyed this bit, you know, just a little fact in history. Uh, we do plan on doing this more. Uh, I believe Lawrence has his own outtake that he plans on doing later about a famous figure. And we'll even, you know, get down and talk about this little adventure we had the other day. <laughs> so, until next time, I am out.